Hello and welcome to Nerd Subculture. I'm your host, Jared. And I'm Edwina. And I can't believe it, Eddie. The season finale of season one. Oh my God, I managed to get you through 12 whole episodes of Buffy. Episode 12, yes. Here we are, finally at last. And was it? The Prophecy. Prophecy Girl, sorry. (laughs) Was it as painful as you thought it would Uh, be? Yeah, a little. A little painful. (laughs) A little. Uh, this episode was released in uh, June 2nd, 1997, written and directed by some guy. <laughs> Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon. Yeah. Indeed. I do, I do have to say, like, the Joss Whedon written and directed episodes are generally pretty, you know, It's the highest ranked uh, episode on this uh, this season. Yeah. Uh, with the eight point And you, you'll always find that the dialogue's a bit more, what do you call it, sort of snappy, s- snappy snap, crackle and pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the dialogue tends to snap, crackle, and pop a little, yeah. a little more than in other episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the season finale, and we conclude the season arc about the master and yep. the annoying one. And the annoying one, the irrelevant one, maybe. <laughs> I com- think is a better word. Uh, do I describe completely irrelevant? Did there was no. It could have been taken out, and it would have made absolutely no difference to the season or anything. It it didn't. It did nothing other than lead her down to yeah. the cave, which you know Angel could have showed her where it was. Uh huh. So, and, but she was already at the cave when she was looking for the cave. Yeah. And he. <laughs> so you know, and the, so the prophecy wasn't necessarily true, but also you know, as we discussed in um. You know, the puppet show with the Petus Rex, you know, that whole when trying to change the prophecy, you end up mm. making the prophecy come true. And that's exactly what happens to Buffy in this episode. Oh, sort of. I mean, it, it doesn't come true. So, well, it does because she does die, but it's that thing where, you know. Oh, is that counted as a death? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. All right. Um, you know, and it is that twist that, you know, subverting your expectations. Um, that Buffy is actually a different kind of slayer. Okay. And, you know, she has friends. Yeah. Anyway, Jared, do you want to do the synopsis? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, we'll get that out the way. Then we'll get back to what you are talking about uh, just then. So, reading a book of prophecies that Angel gave him, Giles learns that the Master is destined to rise the next day and that Buffy will die. An earthquake is felt over the town. The next morning, Buffy meets Giles in the library and reports that the vampires are rising in numbers and getting braver. Miss Callender interrupts Giles' study in the library to warn him that she sees apocalyptic signs. She tells him that a monk is emailing her about the Anointed One. Giles asks her to get more information about this, promising he will explain everything later. Xander asks Buffy out to the dance. She turned him down. He asked out Willow, but she turned him down too. Damn, none from two for him. As Buffy enters the library, she hears Giles telling Angel about the prophecy. Buffy, shocked, yells that she is quitting as a slayer. She goes back home and tries to persuade her mother to go away with her for the weekend. Joyce instead gives her a white evening gown and tells her to go to the dance. The next day, Cordelia and Willow find the AV club slaughtered by vampires. Buffy, having heard, shows up in her evening gown at Willow's house. Willow expresses fear of their world being taken over by the vampires. Buffy goes back to the library where Giles has explained to Miss Callender that Buffy is the slayer. 
Giles decides to face the mask himself instead of Buffy. Buffy reinstates herself as the Slayer, knocks out Giles when he tries to stop her, and goes to kill the Master. Outside the school, Colin leads her to the Master's lair. Willow and Xander show up at the library where they hear that Buffy has gone to see the Master. Xander goes to Angel's apartment where he forces Angel to lead him to the Master's lair and help Buffy. The Master tells Buffy that it is her blood that will free him. He drinks from her and leaves her to drown in a shallow pool. Willow and Miss Callender try to leave but are surrounded by vampires. Cordelia rescues them in her car and drives straight into the library. Xander finds Buffy and resuscitates her with CPR. As Cordelia, Willow, Giles and Miss Callender fight off vampires trying to enter the library, a three-headed creature smashes through the floor, revealing that the Hellmouth is directly under the library itself. Buffy, now on the roof, tosses the master down into the library where he's impaled on broken furniture. He partly dusts, leaving only his skeleton. The world goes back to normal, and everyone goes to the bronze. To party! The end. To, to party. party! Yes, to party. Right. And so is the season finale of season one, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, yeah, so pick it up where you were sort of talking before, Eddie. Uh, yes, about, you know, that subverting the expectations after Buffy, you know, she she does bring about the prophecy, like the prophecy does happen. But as as with most prophecies, you can kind there's of... Some, there's some wiggle room in there that you there's can... There's wiggle room in there and they can also be, you know, kind of... I find it a little tacky saying, oh, this, this is going to happen on this day. So I was like, really? You know, you they're, know? They're, they're kind of cryptic and, you know, they're not always necessarily 100%. So maybe just ignore them all together. So what's the, what's the bloody point? Probably as useful as a horoscope, really. Well, isn't that the point of a prophecy is that you, it's, it's, you, you know, there's certain words that you can read many meanings into. Yeah. Which is why they're used in a prophecy. So when it happens, you're like, yeah, it gives you more chances of it being true. <laughs> so if the prophecy is never written, then what would happen? Or was going to happen or not happen? I mean, uh, I don't know. It seemed like the prophecy was and wasn't true at the same time. So is it well, really it was, even a prophecy yeah. in the end? Yeah. Well, it was true, but it was changed, so to speak. Or not changed, but so she did die. But she was uh, resuscitated by her friends. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh God, the the stuff about Angel and the breath. <laughs> you know, Angel says he the can't. breath. Angel says that he has no breath, but obviously vampires do have breath because otherwise they wouldn't be able to talk. Yeah, they just open their mouth and <laughs> yes. look like sort of fish. Um, and it's you know in in other if like it's one of those things that inconsistently comes up. It seems like a stupid sort of law to have in there that doesn't really add in anything to it, you know, other than the fact that Xander had to do the CPR instead of him so they could save their on-screen kiss for later or something. But now it's become a thing that they don't have breath and they have to keep somehow bringing it up when it feels necessary as, as, uh, as some sort of plot device almost. Well... Not, not even like it's never brought up ever again. And there's certain like, and then you get vampires that smoke, like Spike later on. Yeah. And even when um Angel spoiler alert, big spoiler alert, um Angel does turn evil at one stage, and there's this no. fantastic scene, uh, where he kills a, I think she's a prostitute, 
She's in an alleyway smoking in mm. hardly any clothes. Um, and Angel bites her neck and then sort of, you know, you see him bite the neck and then he rises up and then blows the smoke out because <laughs> she was in the middle of a cigarette. It doesn't make any sense, the whole breath thing, like what they, they can't blow air out of their mouth. I mean, you can say they don't need oxygen to live, but yeah, they that, would still yeah. have breath. But, yeah, but they still have to breathe air. Like he can still, he still has lungs to because as well, I said, he? He, well, he wouldn't be able to talk. So <laughs> yeah, but the, oh, okay, he doesn't need oxygen to to breathe to live. Okay, because he's already dead technically. Okay, we can we can accept that. But then throwing in the whole breath thing just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, really. but then but then vampires do get breath. You know, they lose their breath when they're fight. You know, when they're <laughs> getting overexerted. Yeah, I mean, just say they don't need oxygen to to live. Yeah, yeah. That's okay, fine. just say they don't need oxygen. But but saying the breath thing just. Doesn't make uh, it doesn't, yeah, yeah. No, get rid of that. Comes up a lot. But what about <laughs> when he's underwater? Does he does he drown? No. Has they ever done that before? Yes, they have. Okay, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> That's a spoiler for spoiler. Angel. Uh, so CPR. Uh, now something I wanted to bring up about um, CPR in films and TV shows. You see it happen a lot. Now I did a little bit of research. So. The uh the the rates of survival is not great when it comes to CPR. I mean it's 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 up it's over fifty percent apparently. So be be mindful that anyone that has to do CPR that the you know it it can go it can go bad, but it's not as pretty as they make it out in the movies and TV shows. So you've got Sarah yeah, Michelle there's Gallagher. A, there's there, a buffering. lot less. There's a lot less vomit. <laughs> a lot less vomit. Uh, you know, uh, you've got Sarah Michelle Gallagher there lying out who needs CPR, and I'm sure there was a line around a block of guys, you know, wanting to take it for the team, so to speak, to uh, perform CPR for her. But you kind of figure that you know it's okay with Sarah Michelle Gallagher, but say someone like oh I don't know Danny DeVito, unshaven, who needs CPR, you probably find a little less enthusiasm from uh, guys to, to jump on and. And yeah, take one for the team for him. So, and it being Xander as well. So it's not like it was a guy on guy doing. Do you ever see a guy on guy CPR? Very rarely. On really, rarely. Yeah, it's always it's always nice and pretty and neat. You know what I mean? But it, in these situations, well, maybe on Baywatch. Yeah, Baywatch. Uh, I don't. I, I swear they must have. They would have had to have been at least. I, once. I, I would actually question whether they did. <laughs> they actually mix sexes for the yeah, old CPR maybe. scene. Maybe no, maybe the, know, maybe, maybe the girl did the mouth and then there was someone. Or maybe it was the dad the doing it to the son, you know. So that was, you know. Mm, yeah. yeah. No, that's worse. <laughs> but it's not kissing CPR. No, I know, but yeah, I'm just saying it's it it, it it'd be weird if it was two guys doing it though on TV, wasn't it? Like I think it's always that that safe way of doing it, having a guy and a girl, and rather or two girls or, you know, eh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. You're going down a weird path. Move on from there. Right. Yep. So, had you seen this episode, Jared? No, no. This is new to me. Um, I'll say it's probably a little disappointing overall, i got to say, for a season finale. We've been building up this master for, well, it was only 12 episodes, and he was only in two or three of them. Yeah. Um, and he didn't really do a lot in those episodes and didn't really do a lot in this episode. No. He actually did nothing, and he anointed one even less. Like it was a whole episode about well, getting he, the he, anointed one uh, for really nothing. He did absolutely yeah. nothing. Well, he did kill Buffy, and that will be a like probably that's the only thing that you'll take from 
yeah. from this episode later on is that her death does have consequences. Oh, and maybe that actually getting back to the CPR, the master's been down there for so long. I wasn't aware of these medical procedures that you can do to re- uh, yeah, exactly. resuscitate he, people. Because he, he is shocked when... Yeah, it's like, hey, you're dead. You're dead. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about Xander asking out Buffy in this episode? Yeah. So finally, Xander manned up, so to speak. Well, I don't, I don't know if you call it manning up, but he he asks Buffy out, and there is much debate within the Buffy fandom about um, Xander's behaviour in this episode as well, because uh, he does ask Buffy out. But I'm on like some people are like, yeah, he should have asked her out. He likes her. He should ask her out. But I was, I'm on on the side of Buffy has never, ever shown any interest in Xander whatsoever. There hasn't even been a flirtatious mm. conversation. So he was pretty much lining himself up for rejection. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Or maybe he just needed to hear it, maybe. Yeah. And not wonder that, oh, maybe I should have said something, you know. Yeah, he went for it and he lost. Well, and then he tried to have uh, Willow for slappy seconds, and uh, yeah. yeah, she was having none of that. Oh no, yeah, you, <laughs> which yeah. Uh, made me think about the game theory. Uh, have you ever heard of game theory? Uh, no. Yeah, so game theory. Uh, have you ever seen that movie, A Beautiful Mind, with Russell Crowe that was made in the early two thousands? It was about this science uh, professor who just who came up with ideas of uh, how people interact with each other and mathematical equations that you can use. Of uh, interaction, and um, <clears throat> there was one about when meeting women, and there was one scenario when all there was a blonde woman with these four other girls, and all the guys wanted to go for the blonde girl, and he, and he part of his equation was that well, you know, if we all go for the blonde girl, uh, then you know the others, and she rejects us, then the friends don't want to be second picking, so we'll end up with nothing, you know? So if we're all in it for ourselves, but if we all go for someone different, then we've got a better chance, and don't go for her at all, then we've all got a better chance of picking up and uh, and thus succeeding. So uh, this is more sort of a, a what Xander did. He could have had Willow and had someone to the dance. Instead, he got rejected twice and got nothing. Uh, maybe think of that uh, game theory. <laughs> okay. Also, Cold War game theory and stuff and, you know, all these other sort of Things I, I'm I'm not yeah, explaining but, it very well. But the other it's, thing is, is that Buffy, Buffy was never in a million years going to go out with Xander, based on the fact that she knew how Willow felt about Xander, and she was never going to do that to her best friend. Hmm. And and Xander knew that Xander um, knew that Willow liked him. No, like, I think he seemed. I think he's a little oblivious. No, to it. he wasn't. Like he, in the pact, he in the pack, he makes it quite clear that he knows that. Ah, uh, well, Willow. he does say something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Right, that's coming back to me a bit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but, you know, Xander is is meant to be based on Joss Whedon um, and his, is his self-insert character. Mm. So his reaction to Buffy's rejection is maybe reflective of um, Joss Whedon himself. You know, he... Like it is that thing, Xander, he begs and then he lashes out, then blames it all on Angel, who was never mentioned in any of the conversations and Buffy hasn't seen since, like, what, three, four episodes ago. Yeah. Like it's been a long time since um, Angel had been yeah, around. Yeah, oh, it was in the last episode, was he? Or 
Yeah, he gave the book to Giles. Yeah, but he didn't briefly. see Buffy. Yeah, that's right. No, yeah, no, he didn't. Um, so it does sort of give you some insight into how Xander will deal with his issues later in the season. Right, or okay. In the, sorry. It is how – it's good insight on how Xander deals with with issues uh, in later seasons. Yeah, I'm going to talk about Buffy's white dress. <laughs> Oh, so this the, the, the uh, virgin just that white dress that just screams virgin sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I see that. Um, and you know, and she does turn it into you know her classic uniform that we discussed in the movie. Yeah, gets, yeah. Gets paired with the 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 white dress with a leather jacket. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, her superhero costume costume. And, you know, there is a lot of saying, you know, her dying is sort of that allegory for, you know, she sort of died a girl and awoke a woman. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I've been reading that apparently is, she does get a bit more, the character becomes a little more serious from this point on after death. Um, Not really. No? Okay. No, I don't think so. So I noticed that scene where the uh, the AV club, when the, the, the people were killed, it was quite gruesome that scene, wasn't it? Yeah. Now apparently there yeah. are is there is a clean version of that is that the clean one or is that the I have no idea yeah apparently there there is meant to be like a European version I don't know whether we got that one or not but uh, it's meant to be quite gruesome I felt that was pretty gruesome as it was so I couldn't imagine it being much worse yeah I'm pretty sure the American one they there's no way they would have shown as much as what they did in that one yeah the one that we saw anyway yeah um but I will say this is probably where. Buffy, you know, she actually finally commits to being the Slayer. Like you've seen her kind of struggling with dealing with it. To her. accept it, yeah. yeah to yeah. accept her role as the Slayer. And, you know, and in this she does quit. <laughs> she quits mm. and then then she realises that she she actually has to stop what is about to happen because it's got, otherwise it will come their world. Yeah. So she will have nothing at all. Like she doesn't get to have she's she's the barrier that stops them. Yeah. Reaching into the other world. So everyone else can be blissfully unaware. Yeah, uh so the um the the monster at the end. I oh, couldn't God, <laughs> God doesn't it? it the slime the the slime puppet that looks like it's a reject from the little shop of horrors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently there are actually people inside that costume, like each tentacle required one human to stand inside and wiggle around crazy <laughs> in it. And the sound effects of it, I thought, sounded quite familiar. familiar. Yeah, they were really They sounded familiar. like raptors. They did sound and like they, velociraptors. Yes, they are. They, they reused the sound <laughs> of the raptors from Jurassic Park uh, for that creature, uh, which I thought was pretty obvious. Yeah. As soon as I heard it, I'm going, that thing sounds a lot like a raptor. <laughs> And we finally find out where oh, I can say that this is just a little bit of trivia about generally speaking with Buffy, uh, there's normally what they call a big bad throughout each season. Mm -hmm. And I think it sort of emanates from this episode where in the scene with the where the kids have been slaughtered in the school mm -hmm. and there's that bloody handprint on the TV. Yep. Um, and there's like the three little pigs. Is it's like a cartoon on the on the TV, TV. yeah. Um, and apparently, the three little pigs, the song 
that well apparently at that scene it's the song who's afraid of the big bad wolf is playing <laughs> yeah two thumbs down for the big bad i got to say <laughs> all right um anything else um it seems like Cordelia's starting to come around a little bit more. Like she was a bit more involved in this episode and saved the day for uh, Willow and Miss Calendar a little bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah and her ramming yeah, the car through the school. I think since the last episode, she's a little less um, naive as to what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think from this point on, she's she pretty much becomes part of the the gang, the gang, so to yeah. speak, just because right. she knows what's going on. I think she, yeah, because she learns that Buffy is the Slayer. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, let's get into question time. Got those questions ready? Answer the question. All righty then. All right. Hit me. Okay. Which character was your favorite in this episode? Oh, you just have to say Buffy, don't you? I mean, but uh, I want to say someone else, but I don't know. I can't really think of anyone else. Um, yeah, I guess it's Buffy. Maybe Cordelia at the end, you know? Yeah, I might go Giles. He, Giles. He sort of shows how much he... It seems like he was carrying the weight of everyone. Yeah, or, he sort of had the everything. weight. He had the weight of the world on his shoulders in this. Yeah, and it was even going to go, oh, fight him myself. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> got knocked out and again. It, I think that was the fifth time this season he this got time, this year. Yeah. Yeah, some serious concussion issues for uh, Paul Giles, <laughs> I reckon. Yeah. It's going to yep. come up later. Um, Which character did you love to hate in this episode? Um, Oh, I guess maybe Xander. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was pretty... Pretty ghastly with his reaction to being rejected, but no one really does take rejection no, very well. Yeah. But he didn't have to. No, he didn't, no. He put himself in the position to get rejected. Victim blaming her, Eddie. <laughs> well, isn't, well, isn't Buffy the victim of being sexually harassed by him? Wasn't sexually harassing her. Gonna... Well, well he, got, he, got, he acted like she owed him something. He was begging her. <laughs> Oh, he's <laughs> politely asking. <laughs> Trying to wear her down. Yeah. Hey, it worked for Chachi in Happy Days. <laughs> what? Chachi in Happy Days. Oh. I mean, he used to constantly ask out, uh, I can't remember the character's name. Oh, Even- eventually he wore her down and, yeah, they got married at the end of the show. Okay. Yeah, that was that was the last episode. Yeah. That, so that, it that's goes also, to show you yeah. if <laughs> if you're persistent. Mm, yeah, that's pretty much what happened. It was a running joke. Back. It started as a running joke, and then one day she just said yes, but he kept talking as if she said no until she until he realized, oh. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, what was the most memorable fight scene? I guess uh, the big climactic fight scene at the end was, uh, yeah, pretty... Uh, the whole scene? Oh, I can't remember anything specific. Yeah, with the monster, I think it's that. That's pretty tense. Well, the, you know, the the vampires coming <laughs> through the doors and shoving their hands, and, you know, <laughs> yeah, trying to bite people. Ah! Yeah. Um. What about the LOL moment? I think I'm going to like tie this with the best line. Um. So, the opening, opening sort of scene, we have the master, you know, with the useless one. 
and he's you know pontificating about all oh, you know the hell is opening up and and the ground is shaking as an earthquake's happening and then he just stops and looks over and he's like so what do you reckon 5.1 <laughs> yeah 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 mine has to be um angel uh xander to angel stop looking at my neck i oh. told you i told you to eat before we left is that a quote and funny quote as well? Um, I'll save a quote I, think for later. I think I've got a, another quote. Okay. All right. Who gets the wooden spoon in this episode? I think I it's think, pretty obvious. I think the wooden, the wooden spoon, spoon of, the, of the series <laughs> is the master, I think. I, I'm giving it to the master and the annoying one. But he's not, he doesn't deserve it. He's not even <laughs> in it. It's, there's just no point to him whatsoever. The master, I mean, he was a cool, intimidating-looking character, you know, the way he was, you know, that. The sort of yeah, the blood stained on his face. It like he's obviously fruit, been constant. Fruit punch mouth. The fruit punch mouth. Yes. Fruit punch mouth. You have fruit punch mouth. Yeah. So yeah, definitely, uh, definitely. That he's got the look with the black suit and you know the way he speaks and everything. Uh, but yeah, just just didn't really perform at the end. Just uh, had really, you know, nothing to really offer. You know, you got this intimidating character that yeah, okay, what does he do? And he's like, well, he stands in a cave and yells at people. <laughs> He did more to vampires than he did to people, oh, I think. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Yeah, so, well, he only killed one person, didn't he? Or I'm trying to think of a single human he actually... Like, apart I think, from Buffy, I guess. And, I suppose, l- gener- like, technically speaking, when in the harvest, when Luke was killing people, he was giving the energy to the master. Yeah, yeah. Does that count? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. No. Um, favorite scene. Uh, I think I liked Cordelia mowing down, <laughs> driving the driving the car yeah, into the yeah, library. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. Okay. Just just winging it, you know. Just don't get out. Which is it's one of those things. It's kind of refreshing where you see someone do something smart. Like, what are you going to do? There's people outside. Let's drive the bloody car into the building. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah. Yeah, um, my favourite scene is actually the Buffy hero walk with Xander and Angel behind her in the dress uh, with the theme song playing behind her. It, uh, yeah, it never yeah. happens ever again in the, the show. The theme song in the show, yeah, yeah. <laughs> never again. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, a really good scene and you get some great lines with her being, a, you know, doing these little quirky Ooh, a bad guy. <laughs> uh, smart ass sort of little remarks. Yeah, one liners, yeah. Um, and also the first of many hero walks that she will do, but never to the theme song. Yeah. Well, don't, don't do the villain walk like they did in a pack that just went on for like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah, pretty Yeah, didn't terrible. like that one. Actually, I, I timed how long it was. What, the, the pack one? Yeah. How long was it? It was actually, that entire scene was about a minute and a half. Really? Yeah. That doesn't sound long, but when you think the show is 40 minutes long. It's long. So it's, it's actually yeah. really long. Yeah. <laughs> like just sit I was, there and just watch it and, yeah. Yeah. 30 seconds max. 30 seconds too long. Um, Least favorite scene? Um, I think the, I think we're both going to be in agreement with this one, with is the Xander and the asking Buffy out and... Uh, actually, I know th- I, I'll go the one of him pretending to ask Buffy out to Willow. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with that. Um, I'm gonna go with a different one. Oh, okay. Um, and it's actually when Buffy finds out she's going to die, and she says to Giles, "Do you think it will hurt?" 
And every time she says it, it breaks my heart. And then she's like, Giles, I'm 16 years old. I don't want to die. Just breaks my heart every time. Okay. And and you kind of feel the reality of being the Slayer really is very brutal. A teenage, a pretty little teenager mm. must die for a new Slayer to to rise, mm, <laughs> so yeah. to speak, or to be called. Um, and and Sarah Michelle Gellar is amazing in that scene as well. Like her acting is exactly is pretty spot on. Yeah. Um. Now we're to favorite quote. Oh, all right. So the, the favorite quote, I'll go with the, uh, you know, so what do you reckon? 5.1? 5.1? Yeah. I'm yeah. going to go with the very famous, I might be dead, but I'm still pretty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Who's, who's the MVP of the episode? I guess, uh, I guess Buffy has to be MVP. Well, yeah. I'm actually going to go with the entire gang. The gang? The entire gang. Okay. Does that include um, Cordelia? Including Cordelia because oh, everyone right. did their part Yeah. to to defeat the master. What did they do? Uh, she brought back Buffy back because remember Buffy quit. She just wanted to run away. Oh. It was a conversation with Willow that brought Buffy back into the – like that's when she realized she had to fight. Yeah. Okay. I knew Willow. Yeah. Um. Best Cordelia freakout moment? Is that in the car again, I guess, maybe? Just okay. freaking out a bit. Oh, wasn't there? Actually, no, wasn't someone's, one of the vampires like stuck their hand out and tried to bite her and she's like, <laughs> ah! I think there was a yeah. bit of a freak out moment there. Yeah. Um. Also, I kind of liked her, her and Kevin in the car and they're pretty much reenacting the very first scene from the first episode. <laughs> yeah. Where she's like, there's something out there. I can hear something. And he's like, oh, no, baby, that's nothing. <laughs> you know, when there's there's a couple in the car, the man has the worst hearing ever for some <laughs> yes. reason. You ever notice that? Yeah. But the women hear everything out. What, what's that? It is nothing. <laughs> Just some guy trimming his trees with a chainsaw. Nothing to worry about. <laughs> yeah. And what do you rate this episode using something from the... Uh, I rate this uh, two on the Richter scale. <laughs> so um, I, I really, yeah, didn't like it. No. You didn't like this episode at oh, all. The, the build-up and everything just there was no payoff, and there, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. No, that's a shame. Um, I'm going to go with uh, eight uh, bloody handprints on a, <laughs> on a <laughs> television. <TV. laughs> Nice, Eddie. Um, now, I've got a few extra questions as this is the, the season, season okay. finale. Oh, geez. So. I don't know. So this is for. Game over. <laughs> so this is for, this is a question for the whole season. Um, uh-huh. So what do you rate the season overall? So everything's been like, you know, twos, threes, fours. I don't think I gave anything a five, so I guess maybe a three overall. Okay. Yeah. Uh, favorite episode from the season, mm. or one that stands out to you? You know what? I I like the teacher's pet one. I thought it was just ridiculous enough to be memorable. 
It was so bad it was good. Yeah, so, I think okay. so. I, I, well, I don't know. I think I enjoyed that one the most. It was just so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you rate the big bad in this episode? Oh, on this, epi- this episode? Oh, no, in this season. season yeah, sorry. yeah. He's like a one. He's like just, just not even. And and favorite favorite character of the season? The whole season. No, well, that does that matter? Can be anyone, any character. Any, any character that's been introduced. Any character. This season. Oh, what about Owen? Remember Owen? <laughs> Who? Poor Owen. Who? <laughs> you? Who? Buffy didn't remember him. I've only kissed one guy. It's like that, that guy last week you, you were with a little bit. <laughs> Owen, he walked off never to be seen again. Um, oh, no. Claw. Oh, yes, yes, you did. The Claw. I don't know. I thought you were going to say Luke. You did like Luke. Which one was Luke? The alien bounty hunter guy. Oh, you Luke. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, close second, but bring your claw. I like <laughs> like claw. Need more claw. <laughs> the claw. The guy who can shave with his hand. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and he's scared of praying mantises. His only weakness. His only weakness is giant praying mantises. Giant praying mantises. Mantises. <laughs> you say mantises. Mantises. Mantis. Man- is a giant praying mantis. Only weakness. Only weakness. Yep. And mm-hmm. stakes. Stakes. <laughs> yes. Little little picket fences for houses, yes. 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 All right. I think that's that's Well, it. that's it. We're all done. Yep, that's all I was gonna ask. Um wow. Uh so through one season, baby. That's it. I know. All right. And guess what, everyone? What? We are on social media now. Oh yes, yes. We've just opened our MySpace account and our Bebo account. <laughs> Bebo, yes. Yeah, so yep. go go check our Bebo, MySpace, and uh, yeah, no one else has. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so oh, Dig yeah. It. Remember Dig It? No. It was meant to be like a Reddit, but yeah, I don't, no one did dig it. No, no one dig it? No one dug it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, so, I think. So, we are now on TikTok. We are on Instagram. We are on. Well, there is a Facebook page, all under Nerd Subculture. Is there a Facebook page? Oh, yep. I didn't even know that. There is a. Who Twitter. set that up? There is, I did. Oh, I thought someone. <laughs> you should say someone from the social network department set it up. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. Jared, I am the social network department. <laughs> hey, I did Twitter. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing in that thing. And how many followers do you have on Twitter? Two, and one of them's me <laughs> from another account. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, check out my Twitter account. <laughs> please, please. Because no one else is going to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, call to action. Call Complete. to action. Complete. Call to action, everyone. Yes, please. Yeah, so right. like, subscribe. Uh, when do you reckon we'll start? Do you reckon we'll start doing season two right away? Yeah, or? I reckon just get right into it. Yeah, season right. two. Season Next two episode. Season two, episode one. When when she is bad or something. When she is bad. When she's bad. When she's bad. When she's bad. We'll tell you next week what it is, all right? <laughs> all right. All right. So, yeah, like, subscribe. subscribe. To Follow. All of them. We've got them set up They're now. All Take under care. Nerd subculture. Bye. Bye.